Hi, I'm Kendra. I'm Olivia. And I'm Lindsay. And this is Our Music Oddcast. And today we're going to be talking about the random rumors about Tom DeLonge and aliens and (laughs) was he abducted and all the random shit that you hear. And for those of you that don't know, he was part of Blink-182 and now he's in Angels and Airwaves. So take it away, Olivia. Okay. Tom DeLonge Jr., was born and grew up in Pon Poe, California. That's right. Yeah, I probably, it might not be right. It's fine. <laughs> his, yeah, his father was an oil company executive and his mother was a mortgage broker. Yeah. Sounds like they were pretty well off. Yeah, he could be. Especially, I mean, the oil executive yeah, job. Yeah, yeah, that sounded... He had two siblings, a brother and a sister, and he started playing the trumpet at age 11 and learned to play the guitar from a friend at church camp. Sounds about right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess his fr- a couple of friends gave him a guitar for Christmas, which I thought was kind of a cute story. That is cute. Yeah. It's cute. Like 11-year-olds giving each other guitars. That's badass. Yeah. yeah. I'm friends with those kids. I know, That's awesome. Right? <laughs> so in middle school, he started listening to Stiff Little Fingers, Dinosaur Jr., and The Descendants. Good choices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he started his first band called Big Oily Men <laughs> and started as One Piece. And then he would start playing with other musicians and coordinate times to you know to practice with them. He was also really into skateboarding, and he spent a lot of time skating and pranking friends. Sounds sounds accurate. Yeah, that's like <laughs> kind of what you'd that, expect. As I say, that sounds like my teen years too. Oh. Like skateboarding, practical jokes. I didn't skateboard, but I worked at a skate shop. I literally just moved into a house where in what is now the smallest bedroom. It used to be the kitchen. And I watched my friend Vulture drink a 40 a piss. What? Yeah, because it was a we put a joke on him. Oh <laughs> and then he like ran to the kitchen ran to the sink and like spit it out. Everyone was like, that was piss. Like, but yeah, it oh was Oh my god. <laughs> it was a really good moment. <laughs> but like every time I look at that room, I'm like, oh my God, that's where you drink the piss. <laughs> it's so good. Such rich history. <laughs> I know. It's like every I've been there for a week, and I've thought about it every single day. It's a historical home, but let me tell you. <laughs> I know. So many epic moments here. I remember seeing a friend drink like dip spit once, which was pretty funny. Ugh. Cause Ugh. That, but, but that that's sad because that makes you like really sick if you accidentally do that. That sounds so call, gross. Like, the Sandlot where they... <laughs> They eat, like, the chewing tobacco, and yeah. then they go on the ride and throw up everywhere. <laughs> Which is pretty accurate. <laughs> I actually had an experience, like, just like that. Really? Yeah, I went, um, a friend made me try it. I didn't want to, and they were like, no, 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 it's not even, it's not even as bad as a cigarette. So I tried it for a little bit and then got sick, and I, I was, like, laying on the ground at this outside thing at a, at a barn, and I would just, like, rotate a little bit, so I was, like, vomiting in a circle, <laughs> and then I just moved. It was so, so weird. Just, like, laying in the middle of a circle yeah. of vomit. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds kind of epic. Like, I, like standing above, like, it probably looked fascinating. It was funny, too, because, like, the thing that convinced me to do it, um, one of our friends had a cool older sister, and he was like, yeah, Melody does that. She she dips every once in a while. So I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll try it. Like, that was a good reason to try it. It's weird. That was never, like, a peer pressure thing for me. Like, I never knew anybody that had yeah. dipped. Like, I just had a few friend that did it yeah it yeah so gross i just really gross yeah i can't believe i did it because i i like wouldn't even smoke cigarettes so yeah I'm very stupid um <laughs> okay he was an average student and was known as a goofball and a prankster at the school 
And I thought this part was really funny, but I was watching this documentary about the band and I guess he had like a nemesis, which was the security guard at the school and would go out of his way to prank her. And she loved him. Like she thought it was really funny, but um, also was really irritated by him. But they, um, (laughs) that sounds awesome. Yeah. When he's in Blink-182, he eventually writes a song about her um, called Sally's Pet, which I thought was really funny. That's really funny. Mm -hmm. So his parents divorced when he was 18 had a really tumultuous relationship for years and constantly fought. He moved out and his brother joined the army and left just him and his mom and his sister at home. He thought about becoming a firefighter for a while and even participated in the San Diego cadet program and worked in construction. I kind of skipped forward a little bit because that was after high school. But while Oh, and he was even actually kicked out of high school at one point for drinking at some... Sites said that it was a football game. Some said it was a basketball game. <laughs> Did you guys ever do that? Oh, I never went to like any I don't, games. Yeah, I never went to any games. Or I just like drink at school. No. Um, no. I that s- would be like hell to me, like being drunk at school. I don't know. It's the only time I ever ask questions in math. Oh. <laughs> I did it once because I like found like I was like oh yeah. We're talking a little. <laughs> I was like yeah. I had like this water bottle full full of vodka and I was like eh, like I didn't get drunk or anything yeah like because that would be stupid but. No. But I was also really quiet, mm-hmm. and so nobody suspected because I don't really have any friends like at my school. All my yeah. friends went to other schools, so I think it's I smoked funny. a cigarette in the bathroom one time, but that was that, which is really really stupid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I uh, can't really remember doing bringing alcohol else. to school is really stupid too. It's like it's not this fun. Is, like this yeah. is not a good idea. <laughs> like I don't know. I was like in the morning. Like, it was just it was just dumb. Yeah, I felt like, really cool though. You know, I had a cigarette and I was like, Okay, no, I can't do this. Right. So, you know, it was it was just for a second. But. <laughs> so he got busted. Yeah, and then he eventually became friends with Mark Hoppus' sister, Anne, and he had signed up for a Battle of the Bands and was just playing, you know, one of his original his own original songs. But he met um, Scott Rayner at the show, who was playing with a different band, and then he eventually introduced him to Mark Hoppus. So they started playing together as Blink in 1992, and they had to change their names eventually, or the name eventually, because uh, um, there were threats of a lawsuit from this Irish band called Blink as well. And the 182, it says everything that I could find online said it was how many times they say fucking Scarface, but I don't know if that's actually true. That's what I've always heard too, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. We need a number. How about the... (laughs) (laughs) It kind of works, though. I never really questioned it. Yeah, were they were they just like watching Scarface one night and like, hey, let's just start counting? Or like, I know that's what I kind of wondered too. Decide to because that, that was that. like where you can just like look that up on the internet, right? <laughs> yeah, so that's true. Yeah. What did we do before the internet? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so much because well, yeah, you were bored, really so you much do things. <laughs> yeah, everybody like actually hung out Anyways, all yeah, the time. More way more so social. Way more social. So they became part of the. Southern California punk scene, and they had these like really high energy shows where they'd play or they'd, um, you know, tell dirty jokes and they'd have a lot of wet t shirt and wet pants contests at the shows. <laughs> so around that time, they just mostly practiced, went to shows, and then played pranks on each other. Their first album, Cheshire Cat, was released in 1995, and there was a bit of a bidding war between Interscope, MCA, and Epitaph. And then they did go with MCA, which was it was actually cargo music, which was part of MCA. But they released Dude Ranch 
in, and that was in 2006 that they you know, eventually signed with them. But Dude Ranch was released in 1997, sold over a million copies, and their song Damn It was huge. I think that was even, wasn't that in American Pie? Uh, I don't think that was in American Pie. I think it, it was, was in like some a movie. It was, yeah. It might have been Can't Hardly Wait. It might have been. Yeah, I can't remember. Because I, I think it was like before American Pie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what year that came out. But I think that was like 99. Okay. So. That's like that song that like everybody tried to be like so punk rock. Oh. And like, I don't listen to Blink-182. Like, I'm oh, way too really punk for that. But like, everybody knew every single word to that song. Yeah. 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 Like, you just start, you would just start saying the words and somebody would be like, Sing along and be like, fuck, like, called you out, poser. Like, yeah, yeah. it's funny. But why would you know the words then if you were calling somebody else a poser? I don't know. It's just stupid. Yeah. There's a a lot of hate for that band, but everybody secretly loved them. Yeah, I did see that. Mm. I thought it was kind of cool before they were, you know, big, they were, you know, trying to get shows, places so Tom would call around and try to play everywhere. And they even played at a bunch of schools during lunch, and he would say that they had, like, motivational music and <laughs> different things. That's awesome. I know. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Such a good idea, though, because then they, you know, would probably go buy the albums afterwards. So like, That's really funny. You people at school, and then you grow up and prank people at school. Yeah. <laughs> After Dude Ranch was released, they went on Warp Tour, and Rainer, Scott Rainer, um, was actually fired from the band in 98, and replaced by the Aquabats drummer, Travis Barker. And they started working with producer Jerry Finn on their next album, which was Enema of the State, released in 1999. I just saw them play that uh, album in its entirety at Riot Fest this year. Oh, okay. I was going to say, weren't they headlining it? I have no shame. But no Tom. Oh, it was so much fun. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't. But they played that whole album, and it made me really happy. So do they still do a lot of the, like, silly jokes and pranks, like, while they're playing? I mean... Like, the dumb jokes... Not that I saw. Okay. You just wondered if they like grew out of it or not. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, I was pretty far back. So yeah. they had they had a bunch of videos that were big off that album, mm-hmm. um, which helped with the, the success. They were running naked through the streets and like mm-hmm. Was that all the small things? No, that was uh which one What's was my it? Age again? Yep. Okay. No, all the small things was the one where they did like the they were like making fun of the, the boy band videos. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because there there was a bunch of stuff about how it was like on the heavy rotation with like the videos that they were actually making fun of. Which oh, absolutely. So and actually, um, you know, because we're going to talk about his alien obsession, that he wrote a song called "Aliens Exist" that was on that album. They they threw out a bunch of um, alien blow up dolls when they played (laughs) that song. It made me really happy. (laughs) They sold 15 million copies, and that really catapulted them to success. Tom got married to Jennifer Jenkins in 2001. He'd been dating her since um, 1996. And Okay, yeah, so they had the three big singles off that, which was Rock Show, First Date, Stay Together for the Kids. That was the Enema of the State, though. You're right. That was the next album. That's the next one. Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I had that one too. I missed that line on my notes. And then so they started working on their next album, which was actually called Blink-182. And there was a bunch of conflicts within the band. He also kind of started Boxcar Racer around this time too. Been kind of serious. Yeah. It was, it was like weird. a little bit more of the emo thing. Yeah. It was. I was like, I don't know. I don't think this is working for you. And I guess um, 
Mark and Mark Hoppus and Tom would only speak through their manager around oh. this time. Wow. Which that's, you know, that shows it's probably not going to work out. Yeah, it's pretty, that's pretty extreme. <laughs> yeah. So they were touring a lot around this time and Tom wanted to spend more time with his family. And I think it was something ridiculous. Like he asked for six months off of touring and it, you know, didn't go over well with the other band members. So they, he ended up kind of, you know, taking an indefinite hiatus around that time. Or the band did, um, because he, he didn't want to do it. And he wanted to work on other projects. Around that time, too, in 2003, MCA was absorbed by Geffen Records. He kind of had a little bit of a nervous breakdown after the breakup. He said it was a really traumatic experience, like a divorce. And he toured with John Kerry for a while during his 2004 campaign. Hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. And then he started you know, writing and producing the work Angels and Airwaves in 2005. And he kind of, he was on pain medication because he had a back injury, actually had a herniated disc, mm-hmm. and started making some really bizarre claims around that time about how you could walk on water if you believed that you could do it, um, <laughs> you know, power of the mind. And then that his, like, the Angels and Airwaves music would be, like, the best music in generations. And, um, <laughs> yeah, and he said that he would be Delusions embarrassed to be writer. Travis Barker, Mark Hoppus, when they put out their album. That's so funny because, like, successful. I still, like, I never really heard of that band. I know. I, I remember kind of hearing some of the stuff. I think they're still doing stuff. Yeah, they are. Wait, what band was it? Angels, Angels and Airwaves. Airwaves. Oh, Angels and Airwaves was their band. I, I don't like think I've Box ever... Racer. No. And it was funny because their description of like what the music should sound like was like sort of like Violent Femmes. And I don't get that at all. From, Wait, for who? Boxcar? Um, Boxcar Racer. Yeah. I don't get that at all either. Isn't it just like a more emo Blink-182? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, it's... It's a little bit different, but like, Probably but Violent Femmes is like one of my favorite bands. Like, they don't sound anything like them. Mm-mm. But then again, like, I get that because it's like I started a post punk band and I was like, I want to sound like Husker Do. I mean, it sound anything fucking like <laughs> Husker Do, but that was what got everybody in the door to like jam and try to do something, you know? Yeah. Found a bunch of different dates for this, but I guess um, Travis Barker was in a pretty serious plane crash in 2005 with yeah. um, DJ AM, yeah. Adam Goldstein. Mm-hmm. And they he were the only the survivors. Orgy at the time, right? Yeah, I think so. Because he died, Adam Goldstein. Yeah, he, a couple then... years after that. Oh, I thought he died in the plane crash. No, he survived the plane crash and died. You're right, you're right. Yeah, yeah. a couple years later. Um, but I think like they were both pretty messed up afterwards. Yeah, yeah. That's sad. Yeah. Their friend and producer, Jerry Finn, also died in 2008. So the band, after you know Travis had had his accident and Jerry Finn, they decided to reunite, well, announce their um, reunion at the 2009 Grammys and talk about how they were going to release an album. And after that, they toured with Weezer and Fall Out Boy. Their album in 2009 was called Neighbors, and it was released on Interscope Records. They produced it themselves, but that actually really delayed the album. Wait, is this Blink-182? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I like I literally didn't know any of this. Like, oh, okay. I, I completely had no idea that there was like another album. I That's yeah. really funny. Like, I, Apparently, I live under a rock. No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't know that they. Existence, like cuts off for me. Like. 2002. Same like, here. I didn't yeah. know about any of this. That's um, so I mean, funny. I the, the plane crash that Travis Barker yeah, was in. Yeah, yeah I saw that in the tabloids at work, but yeah. no, like literally none of this other stuff. I had no idea. <laughs> That's so funny. Plus, I'm kind of jumping around between bands a little That's bit. Fine. That's okay. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I also didn't. He had that song in the Garnier commercial. Oh. 
I didn't really say, but the in the in um, Boxcar Racer, which I think is important to say, Travis Barker played drums, and then David Kennedy from the band Hazen Street also played guitar. And they released an album in 2002 on MCA. And that was when DeLong started getting addicted to pain meds because of his chronic back pain. Mm-hmm. And that was when he was saying kind of crazy stuff. And then Angels and Airwaves. There's a ton of people that have been in this band. So David Kennedy was also in it. And then Ian Rubin, Adam Willard, Ryan Sin, who was from the Distillers, Matt Wachter, Eddie um, Breckenridge. And they formed in 2005. Hmm. So, okay, back to their album Neighbors that they produced themselves. It took them till 2000. Well, okay, so they started recording it in 2009, but they didn't release it until 2011. And just because they, you know, kind of, I mean, they were doing this for the first time, they didn't really know exactly what to do. And then Tom DeLong said that it was the diarrhea of bureaucracy that <laughs> caused the delay. <laughs> so the band left Interscope in 2012 and planned to start working on an album in 2015. And then DeLong. Delayed and then finally left the project because they part of the contract said that he couldn't work on any side projects during like the time that they were you know working recording. Oh uh, yeah, and he didn't want to do that because he had a bunch of other stuff going on. Yeah, he pretty um, he wanted to release four albums in 2015 alone, two for Angels and Airwaves, and then two solo albums. That didn't happen, but he did release his first solo album in 2015. It had eight songs. It was Blink-182 demos and then, you know, just some more stuff. It was called To the Stars demos, um, odds and ends. I started writing down some of his non-musical endeavors. He started a holding group called Really Likeable People in 1998, a clothing label also in 2008, or in 2008, called Youth Branded Apparel, Atticus Clothing, clothing, which I I knew I had heard about that in 2001 with Mark Hoppus Mm -hmm. and friend Dylan Anderson. They sold the company in 2005. Um, Everybody had those shirts, too. I do remember seeing a lot of that. Everybody had those shirts. They sold sold a Hot Topic. Probably. Probably. (laughs) Macbeth Footwear, which is rock and roll inspired (laughs) shoes. I don't think I ever heard of that or saw anything. A tech company, Mod Life in 2007. They handle websites and fan clubs of artists including White Stripes, Pearl Jam, and (laughs) Kanye West. He launched Strange Times website in 2011, which was dedicated to research of extraterrestrial life, paranormal activity, and cryptozoology. And all business, except Atticus Clothing, was under the RLP, Real Likeable People moniker, his holding company that he started. He directed a few videos, one for Taking Back Sundays. The photograph is um, proof in 2004. 2014, he released a short film called Poet Anderson, The Dreamwalker, which we'll talk about. Talk a little bit more about that in a minute. It included music by Angels and Airwaves. And then, you know, we're going to start talking about his writing. He released a book called The Lonely Astronaut in 2013. And then 2014 graphic novel, Strange Times, The Curse of Superstition Mountain. And he did a three-issue comic series, Poet Anderson, The Dreamwalker, after winning awards for a short film. So the novel was called Poet Anderson of Nightmares. And then they had they put an audio book out and the EP with Angels and Airwaves music. And then a sequel in 2018 called Poet Anderson in Darkness. Hmm. A book called Secret Machines, Chasing Shadows, was released in 2016. And then the follow-up book, Strange Times, The Ghost and the Girl, was 2016. It had the same characters as the graphic novel and 
to the Stars Academy. That's what I was going to talk about. Okay. Yeah. So I'll, I won't even say anything about that. But oh, I won't say anything about this one either. Then and then 2019, he also got a divorce from his wife. So mm. that's sad. They have two said, kids. They made it for quite a while. Yeah, mm-hmm. 1996. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. I know. Okay, so I'll let you know. Right. Okay, so here's the deal. So here's, it's funny because how this was presented to me was like, yeah, Tom DeLonge was like abducted by aliens. <laughs> False. But Maybe. No, he doesn't claim it. I haven't read anything that says that he said, thinks that he was abducted. There's the lost time, though. Which I'll let you talk well, about. Well, yeah, you can talk about it too. But like, but basically, like, just to get it, this rolling. Yeah. So I was looking into it, and they're like, oh, there's all this video proof now. So basically, Tom DeLong started To the Stars Academy with people from different government branches. <laughs> like, yeah, he has legitimate not. people, like retired military, like Pentagon workers, people that have legit information. And like one of the quotes that he was saying, like, and I'm going to fudge this because I'm not making a direct quote, so don't be mad, internet, yeah. whatever. <laughs> he was basically saying, like, yeah, I always... We've always been waiting for like the government because we just figured that they were the ones that were like looking into UFOs, looking into alien existence and all that stuff. But I feel like everybody was waiting for somebody else to do it. So we just decided to do it. And like the response has been insane. Yeah. The government isn't trying to deny what Mm. they're putting out there, which is what's so funny. Like they've had several articles published in New York Times, like breaking news. Yeah. And like also releasing footage. And they had the one video that they released of the aircraft and like yeah. and the UFO. Fox Mulder would be pleased. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like so ridiculous though, because the dude from the New York Times like had to verify the video. So it's not the one that they released. They got a copy from the freaking Pentagon. Because they had the seal of that on it. So, like, the Pentagon released that freaking video to the news after, like, it had already been broken. They're like, yeah, no, like, that's real. So this wasn't, this wasn't... Uh, a video that he had captured of the no, UFO. it was just no, like, like they that leaked they like into and then, like they yeah. like put it out there, right? And then like, the Pentagon went as far as to basically to verify it, mm-hmm. and they're like, yeah, no, like that's real. So I think that it's going to be pretty interesting to see what they're doing mm-hmm. because it sounds like they have a lot of people with legitimate. Mm-hmm know-how and stuff like that working with them they've also launched tv shows on like the history channel yeah. i want to yeah. say I, what's that one was called that unidentified inside america's ufo investigation yeah and so like, that's legit and then yeah. like there's, there's just so many other projects that are kind of all wrapped up into this to the stars academy which mm-hmm. i think is like really interesting so what did you guys learn? I just barely looked into this because I wanted to be surprised when you were telling me about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's kind of hilarious too. But. but they, I don't know if this is part of it or not. So after he started the Stars Academy in 2015, which is the study of UFOs and extraterrestrial life, he did release a book under the To The Stars, Inc. called Who Knows Who Took My Clothes. So I don't know if that has anything to do with that. But I did, I did hear that he spent, or I did read, that he spent some time outside of Area 51 mm-hmm. camping and lost lost time so it doesn't know really what happened there but can't explain the lost time right that was interesting i think that's interesting too and like i think the the thing that's kind of funny is in the interviews and stuff like that that i've been reading when he's coming forward with this information and stuff like that like he doesn't talk about that yeah he's just yeah no 
because he he's officially struck deals with yeah. the U.S. Army for like yeah. research and stuff like that. I mean, it's and he has all the money. Yeah. So he's just bankrolling this project because he's like, this is what I'm fascinated by. This is what I want to do. And so everybody's like been saying for so many years, like this guy's crazy, this guy's crazy, this guy's crazy, and now he's like science, bitch. Like I am. I know. I was like just super surprised to learn that he had so many like legitimate people on his side. I'm like, how did how did they even get involved with that? Like, oh yeah, I did find that actually. Um, Time out because I do have. He bought a piece of like unidentified metal to to have tested. Okay, so I did find DeLong said that, like this is a quote, he said, I saw, when asked if he saw a UFO, he said, I saw some really anomalous stuff one night out in the desert zipping across the stars, horizon to horizon zigzagging. That really blew my mind because no satellites move that way, but I can't tell you what it was. I think like most people, the stuff that I've seen is a lot of stuff on the internet where I bet some of it's really true, but you really don't know which pieces are. So. so yeah, I guess he paid $35,000 for a piece of metal that hadn't been identified yet. They said it was from a UFO. Oh, yeah. I don't think that it was... They say that it was just you know normal metal. It ended up being pieces of um, bismuth, magnesium, zinc, and a piece of aluminum, which, I mean, you take that chance when you buy that stuff. Yeah. It could have been something... You know, it could have ended up being something really cool. So Tom DeLong basically put out there that like he did use celebrity to get some doors open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's how he met people, but it, <coughs> it took years of meetings for it to move forward. Mm-hmm. And so, like, they had, like, they obviously, like, found out that he was 100% serious and willing to, like, do that, stuff like that. And he earned a lot of trust in meetings, and that's mm-hmm. how it, this has all kind of come together. And so he's been working on this for a long time. Yeah, yeah. it seems like it's been a passion of his for a while, when, since he was pretty young. Uh, I was reading this interview where he was, like, uh, they did, like, a like an introduction where they were, like, yeah, we wanted him to talk about Blink-182, but he's, like, okay, but only if I can talk about aliens most <laughs> of the time. They're, like, all right, fine. <laughs> um... His one of his partners is Louis Mr. Elizondo. Yeah. Louis Elizondo, I think I'm not positive. Okay. But um he was career intelligence officer with the army, the Department of Defense, National Counterintelligence Executive, and the Office of Director of National Intelligence. Okay. So that's a lot of legitimate titles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so he's no longer working there, obviously. Yeah. But he has all that experience, know-how, and, like, yeah. those connections and stuff like that. So cool. they have been, like, really transparent with making deals with different branches of defense and stuff like that because they do have the tools mm-hmm. that they would be needing to see that stuff. And, like, you can't you can't really, like, go off probing into space without, like, <laughs> letting the people that are watching that (laughs) you don't want to like piss anyone off and like accidentally like get blown up or something yeah no this we're not launching a nuke like we're definitely just launching a probe satellite you have to let somebody know yeah i would assume (laughs) probably yeah there's gotta be some kind of clearance that you have to pass do you know what year the they put out the footage i feel like that was last year in 2018 it was either 2017 or 2018 yeah um and that was like very shortly after they've just been They've just been turning it out. They've got all kinds of deals. They have, yeah. I like that they're like going about it the right way too, like where they're like talking with reporters. Yeah. And like doing legitimate interviews or like being like, hey, here's the story. You have to do your research too. Yeah. And like put out however you want. That's pretty dope. Yeah. Would you guys ever want to go into space? No. You have the chance to meet or never. That sounds horrifying. (laughs) Same here. I I 
I'd have a heart attack on, you know, the launch trying to get there in the first oh, place. Uh, yeah. I hate flying. I don't know no. if I would be mentally capable of not losing my shit out there. Yeah. But I do think that I would love it. It just doesn't interest me at all. Like, not even a little I, oh, It just me, like, I, I, in, like, a, this is horrifying kind yeah. of thing. Oh, yeah, like, I'm like, I'm, like, the person that's, like, so obsessed with it that, I like... Okay. I figured you would probably want Yeah, I mean, I was, like, literally raised on sci-fi. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I don't know. Like, I remember, like, watching, like, Interstellar. Mm-hmm. And, like, any movie with Outer Space, I, I go yeah. watch in the theater. But, like, I remember, like, watching that and just crying because it was so beautiful. And they did yeah. such a good job showing like what all of that looked like and I don't know it's just really cool I, I get a little emotional about outer space yeah. and like any any art magazine or article like I always buy like Scientific American and stuff like that mm-hmm. like whenever there's stuff about like black holes because I'm fucking obsessed with those yeah it's fascinating and like when the it was like the best birthday of my life was this year 2019 when they put out the actual like photo of a black hole oh, yeah. that took Happy so birthday, much too, stuff yeah. I was like this is like literally the best thing that could possibly have ever happened on a birthday. Yeah. <laughs> like fucking proof of a black hole on my birthday. So where did it Stephen was like Hawking, literally the best thing that's like, ever happened on his, cause I know he kind of went back and forth on black holes for a while. Where did, like before he died, do you know where he stood? I don't. Okay. I don't either. But. I don't. I mean, I should, I'm like one of those people that I like to figure kind out, find your, I can like I can get the general concepts of things, but I'm not yeah. the person that remembers any details. Yeah, I have a terrible memory. Well, so. then since he did go back and forth a few times, um, it was kind of hard to. Yeah, stay he kind of changed his mind you're, a lot. Like, reading it pretty regularly. All right, so you don't want to go to space. I don't yep. want to go because it's horrifying. Yeah, you can't go because you'll be too emotional. <laughs> well, I, I well also like I just like mental health. Like I don't have yeah. good mental health, so I would probably like get really weird up there you know you can't go home because you're like literally millions of miles away it's crazy you know long periods of time too that's that's what would get me yeah yeah like i'm i kind of get anxiety when i go on like vacations and stuff like (laughs) if i if i could do like a if i could do like a little jaunt in space two three weeks yeah fuck yeah i'd go 100 percent, even a month totally but like one of those voyages like we have to like be put to sleep and like you know it's like a hundred years no no yeah maybe think about even spending like six months up in space that just sounds like it changes like your body and all kinds of stuff it's fascinating oh funny um i just got a mini trampoline or a rebounder as some people call it recently and part of the reason i got it is because i was reading about how after astronauts come back after they've you know been in space for a while it's like the quickest way to build um your your, like strength and muscle back up interesting So they they're big on the rebounders or mini trampolines too. Didn't know that. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think it'd be really fun to have a trampoline in space. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think it would really work because there's yeah. no gravity. Yeah, they do some sorts of exercising, but I don't know specifics because I've seen like some of the machines that they use, but I don't, I don't remember enough to talk about it. But that has to be difficult. Yeah, like I'm obsessed with the uh, the expanse. Mm. And so, like, the belters, like, their bodies are all messed up because they were born with zero G. So it's, like, interesting. I don't know. Sorry. Yeah. I could talk about nerdy stuff all day. <laughs> but, like, as far as, like, the aliens and stuff like that, do you believe in aliens? Yeah, I do. Yeah. It just seems weird that there wouldn't be anything. Agreed. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Now, most of the things that we talk about on here, I'm like, eh. Yeah. I'm like, but no aliens, way. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Like, there's no way that, like, we're the only yeah. planet with intelligent life. Like, there's absolutely no way that's real. Do there I has to be something out there. Do I discover it in my lifetime? Probably not, but maybe. 
It'd be interesting though. Like I'm really just hoping that there's like a men in black situation Mm -hmm. where it's like, are they just keeping it from us? Yeah. Like, (laughs) I love that movie. (laughs) It's so fun. Are the aliens lizard people? (laughs) They're lizard people. Well, lizard people are aliens. I know. Yeah. Yeah, the reptilians. Is Tom DeLonge one? Is Tom DeLonge a reptilian overlord? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. No. I don't think so either because he's trying to find out what's out yeah. there. So. Yeah, he wouldn't be trying to bust himself. I don't know. Like, I hope, like, good luck, Tom DeLonge. Like, I I, I'm, like, pretty pumped because it's, like, I've never, like, I don't hate Blink-182. I don't, like, either. love them either. Same. I mean, it was really yeah. fun to watch it because it's super nostalgic, but yeah, I don't really care. It's one of those things where at the time you're kind of, like, Blink-182, whatever, and then you're, like, them yeah, like yeah. I've I've no I have no qualms with them, yeah. but like yeah, and I mean it's a but like what a way to go from like being the dude that's got your dick out and like running right. around like and like just being <laughs> yeah, a, like yeah. the typical like the the band that inspired frats for like ten oh years God, like a generation of frat boys like idolized this band. Like, to go from that to being, like, legitimately, like, working with other professionals and, like, trying to find out what's out there, like, that's pretty tight. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, I can't be in this band anymore because I need to focus more on studying aliens. Like, yeah. That's legit. That is legit. It's, like, absolutely. I mean, it's definitely cooler than what a lot of people He's still like done. Well, yeah. he's still doing, like, Angels and Airwaves. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's true. Like, but, like, he is, like, bankrolling, like, one of the largest attempts mm-hmm. of, like, a private group look researching into alien life and yeah. the fact that they're going public with everything is pretty like i think that's what's important mm-hmm. yeah good job tom DeLong. Mm-hmm. like yeah, that's good interesting for good, for yeah. good for you dude keep uh, keep exposing things <laughs> not your dick yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> keep that Keep, keep that, that to yourself. I, keep, keep those government truths coming. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but not your dick. I know. Wait, that was kind of the wrong thing. <laughs> it was just wide open. I had to. <laughs> All right. We kind of take a while between putting these out, but it's okay. So... Are you guys watching or listening to anything new these days? I've been or just interesting. Doesn't have to be new. I've been like on this kick of listening to this band that I would have judged the shit out of myself for listening to like even like five years ago. Is it the Blood Time game. No, actually, like okay, I've been listening to that a lot too. Still, so. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I love it. I don't care. <laughs> uh, it's like yeah, this band called McCafferty. I don't know. It's like kind of poppy emo stuff and I've made fun of that for like literally like 15 or 16 years and now I'm just like god damn it it's so good yeah yeah it's fine like I don't care like I don't believe in guilty pleasures I think you either like things or you don't yeah so what about you I've been listening to I don't know what year she put it out but I've kind of been on a Karen Elson kick so I've been listening a lot to her second album that was put out on um, Danny Harris and George Harrison Sons record label. Nice. I think it's a really good one. It took me a while to get into that one as much because I liked her her first album, you know, instantly. And then this one is one of those like the more you listen to it, you realize like how good it is. Hmm. So I've been listening to that, and then other than that, just kind of listening to the same podcast. I did find one that Rami Malek. I think I might have talked about it last time. Yeah, but um, yeah, you did. Yeah, so I won't mention it again. But <laughs> I've been listening to it lately. Uh, I've been listening to Angel Olsen's new album, Lux. I'm going to see her on Friday. That's exciting. And uh, just like random post-punk playlists that people make on Spotify. And I don't know. Oh, yeah. I started doing this thing, which has been really fun, and I have been listening to a lot of new music because of it. I have two of my closest friends moved away 
six and four years ago. And I now have collaborative playlists with them on Spotify. Oh, that's fun. Because we all suck at keeping up with each other. <laughs> I'll like FaceTime them like once a year. I'm yeah. I'm like terrible at it, but yeah, I love them. So it's fine. But it's been kind of a really fun way to like... Like we don't have to text or like talk, but it's, these are both people that I would always like share new music with and like we have similar tastes. So it's been pretty fun seeing what, seeing what Jason puts on there from Seattle and what Casey puts on from California and it's just fun. I love it. I have one with my, one of my friends that lives in Chicago that a friend since middle school who moved then and mm-hmm. somehow stayed in touch with. I'm really bad about contributing to it though. Yeah. I like, I don't know. Try like once a week or yeah. every other week or so. Like it's fun. Yeah. I just like the idea. Yeah. That's, it's just kind of a cool way to keep up. So I like that. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up yeah. ladies. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. I'm going to go take a nap. <laughs> you mean go to bed? I should probably just go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> A little hungover. YOLO. Okay. Goodbye, people. Goodbye. Goodbye. Good night.